0: Time to Travel with and Key. And a very good evening to you, and welcome to this week's edition of Time to Travel. On the show this evening, I'll be chatting with Stuart de Burgoyne, Managing Director of Club Med Southern Africa, about Creative. And this is a new, inspiring, and magical experience which will debut in June this year at Club Med Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. Mike Ratcliffe, MD of Warwick Wine Estate, will be on the line and he'll be telling us about the upcoming Afrasia Bank Cape Wine Auction. Now, this is a unique fundraising initiative which raised, would you believe, an astounding 7.045 million rand for education in the winelands at its inaugural 2014 event. And then it's off to Quazillinatel, and in particular to Crocworld, where I'll be speaking with Martin Rodriguez, Crocworld Conservation Center Manager. And he's also a herpetology expert, and that's all about snakes. And he's going to be doing lectures about snake identification, and that's happening on Saturday. And finally, something for Valentine's Day. How does a romantic sunset sightseeing trip around Cape Town sound with a stop for sundowners and a picnic at Signal Hill? Well this is what you can expect with City Sightseeing's unique night tour and it's the only one of its kind in South Africa and it's an experience not to be missed and I've done that tour quite a while ago, about a year or so ago and trust me you don't have to wait till Valentine's Day to do that, it's absolutely fabulous. And then chatting to me about that will be Mandy Jarman and she's the Marketing and Sales Manager for City Sightseeing South Africa. Sorry, City sites in Cape Town and just like my law report and health matters programs there's now a short list of available documents for time to travel you can find them on Facebook just go to travel on SAFM if you'd like any of them you can post a message there but please do remember to include your email address so I can send them to you or you can just drop me a mail to travel at safm.co.za there's lots of things on there there's some things like 50 things to do in Cape Town for under 50 rand 101 things to see and do along the west coast all sorts of other walks and tours and things and lots of travel information so have a look there might be something that takes your fancy well that's the lineup for this evening I do hope you'll stay with me and enjoy the show here on SAFM
1: time to travel on SAFM
0: well, launching in June this year at Club Med Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic will be Creative by Club Med. Now, this is a joint venture between Club Med and circus entertainment leader Cirque du Soleil. Well, to tell us more, I'm joined this evening by Stuart de Bogoyne, Managing Director, Club Med Southern Africa. Stuart, good evening. Welcome to the show. It's been quite a while since we last chatted.
2: It has indeed, Karen. How are you?
0: I'm very well. This sounds terribly exciting. And I must say, I would never really considered Dominican Republic as a destination for South Africans, but my son was there about a year ago and said in his view it was almost this undiscovered paradise of a place
2: Absolutely, yes. It's, a, it's a, a new destination that we've started to push here in South Africa. Um, it's actually not too difficult of access. Um, absolutely stunning resort in the Caribbean. You've got your white powdered sandy beaches, your turquoise blue sea. Um, so it's definitely a choice that South Africans should take up. Um, and on top of that, as you said, we're now launching our new um, program, which is called CREACTIVE, which is um, really the meeting of minds between Club Med um, and the Cirque du Soleil.
0: I mean, people know Cirque du Soleil. I mean, you, you go and watch them. So how have you combined Club Med with Cirque du Soleil? I mean, what, what are you doing?
2: Yes, what we're doing basically is we've taken um, the heritage of Club Med. Um, We've been operating circus schools in our different resorts for over 25 years. Um, So we've got good experience of teaching people um, how to master basic circus techniques. The flying trapeze, for example, is one of our most popular um, activities in resort. And we've taken um, the know-how of the Cirque du Soleil. We've put the two together together. Um, and we've come up with this new concept, which is called Creative. Um, so, as you said, it launches in the Dominican Republic in June. Um, it's a new venture for both companies, but we've built, we're in the process of building at the moment, a dedicated playground um, that will offer 25 different activities, all inspired by the Cirque du Soleil shows.
0: Now, I'm assuming this is for both adults and children.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a totally new experience for either adults. The kids are going to love it. But for adults, it's really going to allow people to bring out their their, their childhood again. Um, Very immersive um, activities and lots and lots of fun. And it should be the opportunity for your guests to try something totally new and discover new passions.
0: And it's all going to be relatively, I would imagine, easy to do. You don't have to be sort of almost circus trained to be able to enjoy this.
2: No, no, no. We've got specialized tuition. Um, It's Club Med staff that have been trained by Circus du Soleil in um, Montreal. um, obviously, safety is an overall priority, um, but we aim to get everybody involved um, and doing all the different activities that we offer. And we offer, whether it's artistic activities or acrobatic activities, um, some that are, that, are, that are pretty impressive, whether it's tightrope, um, trampolining, um, you've got juggling for, for those that don't necessarily like to leave the ground. Otherwise, from an artistic point of view, um, dance classes, percussion, for so those that want to play the drums or something like that, um, or costume design, because a big um, element of the Cirque du Soleil is obviously, the, the, overall, um, the overall spectacle and the extravaganza that they give.
0: That sounds absolutely amazing.
2: I think it's going to be absolutely stunning. I really, really do. It's a very, very exciting project.
0: So tell us about Punta Cana generally. Other than all this fabulous other stuff, what can people expect to find if they go to the resort?
2: Yes, Punta Cana um, is an ideal resort for families that want to go and have fun. Um, we offer the best childcare. We've got kids' clubs from the age of four months all the way through to 17 years, which obviously is ideal. Um, it means the parents can let their kids go, the kids can have their holiday, the parents can relax, they can chill, um, and they, they know that their children are fully taken care of. Um, on top of that, lots and lots of activities, obviously, for us. Um, At Club Med, we go way beyond uh, uh, the the standard all-inclusive package um, by offering lots of sports and activities included. Um, So fitness classes, your golf lessons, tennis, um, sailing as well are on offer in the resort. So there's plenty to do for everybody.
0: I see you also have new art and music programs for the children.
2: Yes, that's something that we built into um, our overall childcare um, programs. The goal is, is we're always looking for something, and we like to take people by surprise. We're always looking to go that one step further. Um, so we've, we've built these programs where kids would learn um, how they can play music, they, they'll have all sorts of different activities that are going to be themed around the host country that they're in as well. So they're quite exciting um, and kids love it.
0: I rather like that because it's almost sort of educating them without them realising they're learning anything.
2: Yeah, it's, it's important. The kids want to have fun but at the same time they will learn new things, um, play with new people um, and really that's what it's all about.
0: Now, I mean, as you said, this is Club Med's almost philosophy. I mean, you go there, you literally just arrive, and you just look after us.
2: Yes, we take care of everything. So, as I've said, we are um, an all-inclusive specialist, but we like to go beyond the all-inclusive. We have what we call the total access. Um, Total access, it gives you the freedom. You don't have any worries. You don't have to take out your wallet to pay for everything. Um, Everything is included. You just pay your one price up front, and then when you arrive in resort, you're totally taken care of, and you've got the freedom of choice. So, your food, your drinks... Um, your accommodation is totally taken care of. All you need to do is just relax, enjoy, and obviously that's the ultimate happiness.
0: Now, something like Reactive, um, obviously you're going to have special, specialised, in, specialised people with you all the time. Are there limited numbers at something like this, Stuart, or not?
2: Um, there would be limited numbers on certain of the activities, but because we will have a wide range of stuff and a wide range of activities that will be on the go, there will be plenty for everybody to do all the time. And are you planning on opening any more of these? This is the first one. Mm. Um, it will be a pilot. Um, we already have a, an astounding circus school in Punta Kana, so this is really um, an upgrade of that. Um, so I'm pretty confident that it's a concept that's going to work very, very well. If it does work well, then we will be looking to roll it out in other resorts.
0: How are you going to go about getting South Africans to start looking at Dominican Republic as a destination? Because as I said, it's not something that sort of springs to mind initially when you start looking at going away.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, I think at Club Med, we've got over 80 different resorts around the world. Um, and we, we focus in our communication at, at showcasing to people the different resorts that you can do. Punta Cana may seem that it's a really far, um, far resort, but if you look, you could do a city stop on the way, for example. You could stop in New York for a few days, spend a few days with the family, doing museums, doing shopping, and then you can go on and you can do your beach break. And what we found is that a lot of South Africans actually do that. They do travel far afield. They will spend a few days in a big city, and then they'll go and spend um, another few days relaxing on a beach somewhere.
0: Now, that's exactly what my son did but spot the mistake he was actually on business in america and then went over to the dominican republic for a week traveling alone <laughs> not a good idea because when he, he came it well no because when he came back through new york they couldn't understand why he'd been there for a, just a week or was 5 days on his own they were convinced he was a drug smuggler
3: oh, so no. instead of having
0: a, a free day in new york to go off and do whatever else he wanted to do when he, on his return trip he spent the entire day in the airport being searched oh, no. and literally i mean every inch of everything he had with him was searched and I'll refer to him as my son the drug smuggler. But you know <laughs> it was horrendous and he said gosh next time if he, he definitely wants to go back to the Dominican Republic but he said next time he's going to go with a friend. He's not going to go on his own because
2: well, all, looked he looked too suspicious He must come with us and give us a try you
0: know, He looked too suspicious travelling there on his own apparently but <laughs> he said it was one of those places he would never have dreamt of. He spent quite a bit of time in the town, in in the, in the capital as well which he said yeah. historically was amazing yeah. and then he spent uh, the other half of his time there at the beach and he said it was an eye-opener of note He didn't expect it to be quite as magnificent as it was
2: oh, Absolutely I mean it really is the, the, the Dominican Republic Punta Cana Is your typical Caribbean beach That you can mm. imagine with your, your, your palm friend White sandy beaches It's gorgeous
0: Yes so definitely We must put this on our bucket list I think Stuart
2: I certainly think it should be Especially now that we'll have Creactive there as well
0: And I'm sure it's all very affordable
2: you, um, yes, it is. We've got packages starting from twenty five thousand rand per person, which includes the flights and, as I've said before, your wow, accommodation, the flights your as food, well. and your drinks, and all of the activities, including Creative.
0: Gosh, including the flights. I mean, that's incredible. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Sure, no, that's definitely something to go on our bucket list. So I think if you're making a note it's the start of the year, something to do, This launches in June, definitely the second half of the year should see you winging your way to the Dominican Republic. It's a whole new destination. Stuart, thank you so much for your time this evening and good luck with us.
2: Thank you very much, Karen.
0: Thank you, speak soon.
2: Thank you, bye-bye. Good night,
0: bye-bye. Stuart de Burgoyne is Managing Director, at Club Med Southern Africa. And for more information on creative. Creative. you can take a look at the Club Med website just put in Club Med and then you can go along and, and um, look at the tags they'll be able to show you, direct you to Creative. definitely something to go and have a look at
1: time to travel on SAFM
0: well, the Afrasia Bank Cape Wine Auction, the incredible fundraising initiative that raised an astounding s- just over 7 million rand for education in the South African winelands at its inaugural 2014 event, will be taking place once again this coming Saturday, the 14th of February, at the magnificent Boschendal Estate. Now, these once in a lifetime auction lots, generously donated by the auction ambassadors, include things, just wait to hear what's on auction, you'll be heading off there or trying to get a ticket. They're not that many, though. What it includes things like extremely rare local and international wine collections, gourmet dinners with world renowned chefs, exceptional art pieces, international travel to exotic locations, exclusive private weekend parties, luxury cruises, and access to the inner sanctum of the South African wine industry. Now, these opportunities come along only once for one auction, and they are not repeated. Well, to tell us more, I'm joined now by Mike Ratcliffe, and he's MD of Warwick Estate and one of the trustees of the auction. Mike, good evening. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Karen. Good evening, and hi to all your listeners.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations on what you guys raised last year. I mean, that is absolutely incredible.
1: It was a good chunk of money. The good news is that every cent goes to charity. So there's no offset, there's no deduction, there's no expenses. So it's, it's a pure charity play.
0: So tell us how this whole auction works, because their a limited number of tickets. at so 350, I think
1: it is. Yeah, we've managed to squeeze it up to 360 or 365 oh. this year. Um, it is um, sold out, which is a good position to be in. It, uh, but at the moment, we're really focused on online bidding, but really, the ultimately, every, because everything is donated, we're able to um, be very generous to charity, and um, we have a lot of spirited bidders in the room. You know, we have people from flying in from uh, every corner of the globe, and they're fully aware of the charities we're supporting, and so we hope to have a very successful event on the weekend.
0: Now, for those who aren't going to be getting there, they can still bid online, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, we've got a very sophisticated international online bidding system. It's based out of New York, and um, you can check it out by going to the website, which is www.thecapewineauction.com, and you can click away as much as you want.
0: Gosh, I mean, so where did this idea come from, Mike? I mean, it's an amazing idea, but where did it come from? We well,
1: you know, it's, it's um, loosely based on a couple of models around the world. There are obviously a lot of charity auctions, but two that spiked my fancy five or six years ago one is in France, in Burgundy. It's called the Hospice de Bonne, And the second one is in California, in the Napa Valley. It's called Auction Napa Valley. And so we've we've pulled apart what we think are the greatest parts of those auctions, added a bit of South African spice, stirred it together, and now you've got the Cape Wine Auction.
0: And you've got some incredible people flying in for the auction itself, as you mentioned. Who's coming? Can we know well,
1: that? Well, we've got sports celebrities. We've got DJs. We've got... Uh, international, we got quite a few people from mining in Darbo because they're in town. Oh, right, week. yes. Um, we've got singers, actors, we've got Olympic athletes, you name it, they're coming.
0: Gosh, so what, what that sounds to me like, especially if they're flying in from overseas, you know, the RAND is not that great at the moment. So for them to spend a lot of money, it's not really going to cost them all that much when you convert well, it into, into our RANDs.
1: Well, that was definitely part of our strategy. But having said that, there's... Um, there are a lot of uh, very wealthy people in South Africa, mm. and I always say that charity begins at home, so I don't think we should be outsourcing our issues. No, if absolutely. If we can raise it locally, then fantastic.
0: Well, if they want, they're want, they coming to enjoy our fabulous hospitality uh, in the winelands, especially at Bochendal, and then they can, you know, spend some money on our auction too.
1: We'll be sure to be pouring a few bottles of wine into them <laughs> to uh, lubricate the charitable giving, so... Uh, But, yes, I think we've got in excess of of 150 people flying in from around the world, and that excludes people flying in from within South Africa.
0: Now, this is a two-day affair. Tell me how this is all going to work on the two days.
1: Well, we've got two events on the Friday night, which is um, in two days' time. We have an event sponsored by American Express out of the U.K., which is called the Barrel Tasting and Auction Preview. And it's about 300 people. Everyone gets together. This year in the incredible Dylan Lewis Sculpture Garden, and it's an opportunity to get to know each other. It's not a sit-down event, so it's a networking party. And we find it very useful because people can discuss their bidding strategies, put bidding syndicates together, talk about what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, where they're going to go. And uh, so that's the Friday night, and it's, it's really a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of drama and some mm-hmm. opera and various other things. But the main event is on Saturday, and that's at Bosh It starts at midday, and, um, yeah, that's, that's the, the big kahuna. We will have also a lot of entertainment. Dan Nichols, our master's ceremony. Ian Banner is the auctioneer. So it's um, probably too much to mention on the radio, but you can be sure that there's going to be a lot of activity.
0: And for those listening who obviously weren't fortunate enough to get hold of a ticket, uh, they can, you said, go to the website and still put in their bid on the day.
1: Yeah, I was actually on the site um, about half an hour ago, and I, I think we are about 5,000 rand short of the first million. Wow. So... Um, so the online bidding has been remarkably successful, and um, you know some 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 of the auction lots are, are heading for a hundred thousand already, sure, which is which is quite amazing. But you know we 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 need to pass $7 million from last year, so there's some distance to go.
0: And you chose last year was your inaugural event, as I mentioned, and you've chosen to to the charities that you're going to be um, donating the money to are all education based in some form or other
1: yeah, that's our focus. we We've got a very tight trustee, um, and so our board of trustees has picked to education, and we're not um, veering away from that. But you know we've got uh, within that mandate, we we are trying to be supportive of education rather than being education itself. So things like school feeding, we've got an incredible charity um uh, called community Keepers that uh, we're funding and they provide psychological counseling in schools. we Uh, are providing um, assistance towards coaches so that we can uplift sports. Um, You know, all sorts of things, everything around education. That's really the focus.
0: So as you said, it's not just looking, you know, people say education, you're thinking you're supplying books to schools and that sort of thing. It's not just that. It's much broader than that.
1: You know, even health. Mm. Um, But, I mean, I think one of the things that's closer to my heart right now is um, school feeding because, you know, these Uh, So many of these kids go to school, they're hungry. You can't really expect them to focus on on their school. And I'm also loving the the psychological counselling. You know, we're really getting behind them. But we're really getting involved in the charities. We're not just writing them a check. You know, we're looking to be partners with them, and it's a long-term plan.
0: And the trustees, Mike, with you?
1: Well, there's five of us. Um, We have um, uh, Siobhan Thompson, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Wines of South Africa, um, a familiar name, Michael Jordan, um, who is um, a, a trustee, former CEO of First National Bank, and now chairman of Wines of South Africa. We've got uh, Wendy Applebaum, who owns De the Morgan, the Morgans on Wine Estate in Stellenbosch. Ken Kenzie quick who's a hedge fund manager from London, moved to South Africa, and myself.
0: So it's quite a, a sort of renowned people and renowned names that are in this, this uh, group with you.
1: Well, we like to think there's a little bit of um, brain and there's a bit of experience, so, but I can tell you we have some heated debates, and we, have, we agonize for hours over cents. So, you know, it's, it's really making sure that every cent... You know, one of our trustees today mentioned that he wants to make every... Uh, he wants to have every rand donated turn into 10 rands worth of impact. So, you know, we've got business skills and international skills and philanthropy skills, so I think that we can actually achieve that. And in the last year, we, ha- we have achieved that.
0: It's an absolutely amazing achievement. Now, I mentioned that it was the Afrasia Bank. Um, a lot of people wouldn't have heard of Afrasia Bank. What is that? It's well, you your know, headline that's partner.
1: Why, that, that's why Afrasia is getting banged for their back in their sponsorships. Absolutely. Yeah, Afrasia has been one of the most generous sponsors out there. They came on board um, two years ago. They're they're an international bank They out of Mauritius. They have offices in, um, in Cape Town, Durban, and Johannesburg. But they are kind of providing finance across Afri- Africa, obviously, um, into the Asian subcontinent, India, and uh, also offices in London. So, yeah, they've been a fantastic sponsor and they, they are really coming to the party, so to speak.
0: As headline sponsor, people always say, Who's Afrasia? i never heard of it. And then you, people explain who they are and they get a whole lot more coverage that way.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Really Especially good. if you link it to charity. Yes. But, um, you know, hats off to them. They saw the vision, they came on board. They uh, put their money where their mouth is and they've been wonderful partners all the way along. And, and hopefully for many years to come.
0: And who's doing the auction itself?
1: Well, we've uh, we've got an, an auctioneer and an auctioneering house. So because we are a charity auction, the auction has got to be fun. So we need energy. I mean It's got to be lively. It's got to be loud. It's got to be fast, exhilarating and exciting. Uh, a little bit of uh, energy and a little bit of adrenaline goes a long way. Um, so Ian Banner, Mr. Ian Banner, what a great auctioneer. He's, He's taking the helm for the second year running. And all the logistics and all the planning and the corporate governance and everything behind it is being handed, handled by staff and Co., who are certainly one of the top auction houses in the country, if not the top. And um, and then everything is audited by Coopers. So we're covering every base on the corporate governance.
0: It's a very transparent and all above board, and anybody could come and check it out if they, if they really felt the need. Absolutely. And of all these lots that I mentioned, some of the uh, – different categories in which they were going to be, these amazing things. What have you spotted as your favorite thing so far?
1: Well, you know, I actually placed a bid online because okay. I thought, why the hell not? <laughs> I placed a bid online yesterday, and I noticed tonight that I've already been out Good so oh, <laughs> I think my, my guns might be a bit small for, for Saturday, but I'm going to try again. But there are some amazing lots. I mean, if you're into travel, we've got eight business class tickets to the Seychelles, a um, a villa on the island with a private chef but, uh, and a private yacht for four days. Um, you know, that, that strikes my fancy. If you're into food, well, I mean, one of South Africa's greatest chefs is uh, Marko from Le mm. Catier, Francais and Franciouk. And listen to this, Karen. They're closing Le Catier, Francais and Franciouk for an entire weekend for the winning bidder for 42 couples, including all accommodation for the whole weekend.
3: Oh, my goodness. Private
1: access to Le Cartier-Francais for private dinner cooked by Marco just for you. How about that? I
0: think I'm going to have to speak to my bank manager tomorrow because I think I'm going to have to put a bid in or something because that sounds absolutely
1: amazing. Well, there's actually a secret, I think. What? The secret is because this is going to go for a lot of money Mm. because it's amazing and it's remarkable and you just can't get it. Um, but the secret here is to put a syndicate together. Mm. So call up 42 of your mates, each put in a little bit of cash, and then somebody goes and, and bids on behalf of the syndicate. Because I like these lots where groups can buy them together because it gives gives us much more buying power and it um, allows us to obviously raise more money for charity, which is what it's all about.
0: And this one that actually fascinated me was the access to the inner sanctum of the South African wine industry. What is that going to entail?
1: Well, you know... The, the, the brief to the people that have donated the lots is we don't want anything that you could just walk in off the street and buy. Mm. So the wines that are on offer are not wines that you could go walk into your local wine store and find. They're either unique bottlings, large format bottlings, rare vintages, or things that you would not ordinarily be able to get. And included in that are the experiences, you know, some of the experiences you simply wouldn't be able to get, you know, you can't just walk off the street. So, Inner Sanctum, perhaps, is a metaphor for the private seller
0: or the owners of the wineries. Oh, no, this is starting to sound really good. We all, I think we should all go and have a look at this website. It's thecapewineauction.com. Go and have a look there. And up until what time can we put these bids on, Mike?
1: Well, the online bidding is going to close at midday on Friday.
0: Okay, so we've and, still got a bit of time don't
1: then. Be, don't despair, because we'll also have live telephone bidding. So, we've got <laughs> spouse manning a bank of telephones on the day. So if anybody wants to actually participate or see something and they don't fancy doing it online, you know they can pre-register with Strauss, and Strauss will phone you when your lot comes up, and you can be on the telephone bidding live. So we make it easy. And then another interesting thing for all your listeners out there, if you're on Twitter from midday on Saturday, we're going to be live-tweeting the event. We've got three people dedicated to creating uh, a story on Twitter, live as it happens from the auction, and you can follow that on our Twitter handle, which is at Cape Wine Auction, and our hashtag for the day is #CWA2015.
0: It sounds like you're going to have a really busy weekend, Mike, but a very, very fun weekend, and hopefully a very lucrative weekend for your charities.
1: Well, you know, we we've got um, we seem to have the ingredients in place, and um, you know, we we can only. Um, We can only put the easel up. We need other people to paint the picture. So hopefully on uh, Monday we'll be able to tell you some great news.
0: Well, it sounds like, well, even from last year, the most incredible initiative, and you are doing such remarkable work with the funds that you're raising. I'm sure people are going to only be too happy to take part in this and to continue the good work that you guys there have started. So I wish you all the best for the weekend, and thank you so much for your time this evening.
1: Thanks, Karen, and thanks to your listeners. And do follow us on Twitter. Find us what all the fuss is about. Um, There's a lot going on. Thank you so much,
0: and good luck for Saturday. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Mike. Good night. Mike Ratcliffe is MD of Warwick Estate and one of the trustees of the Cape Wine Auction. And as he said, if you want to find out more, just take a look at the website. It's www.thecapewineauction.com. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at... The Cape Wine Auction And uh, bidding on I think on the internet He said closes on Friday Midday But you can still bid Telephonically You just have to register With Strauss and, And Strauss I think it was he said But all that information Is on the website So have a look And if you'd like to put a bid in Some of those things Sounded amazing I would have to Really sweet talk My bank manager If I was going to do that I don't think he'd let me though But some of those things Sounded absolutely fabulous I wish I could Time to
1: travel On SAFM
0: well, 2015 marks the two-year anniversary of the first Crock Conservation Centre Nature Talk. And in that time, the monthly lectures have become something of an institution, both for nature lovers and conservationists. And joining me now is Martin Rodriguez, Crock World Conservation Centre manager and herpetology expert. Martin, good evening. Welcome to the show. It's been a while since we chatted last.
4: Yes, uh, thank you very much for having me on air once again.
0: I thought I was very brave talking to you about this because I'm a little bit nervous about these things called
4: snakes. <laughs> Most people ask, so
0: do not worry. <laughs> so tell me, you're a herpetology expert. Now, you're going to be doing this, this talk. on. It's coming up on Saturday. It's one of yes. many. You do them monthly from now. I mean, they carry on all through the year. Not necessarily okay. all on snakes, but on something else. But this one happens to be on snakes. So tell me what you're going to be doing. Because it's quite a... I thought when I was looking through what you're going to be talking about, I thought this isn't just for aficionados, if you like. It's for yes. the man in the street, because we can learn a lot.
4: Yes. Um... You know, with snakes obviously always carrying um, a bit of fear uh, regarding them, which which people generally have, uh, have towards them. And um, the main thing is trying to create sufficient awareness, um, not for people who are necessarily interested in snakes or maybe keep snakes or work with them professionally, but for people, families, which can encounter snakes. And generally, um, snakes could potentially cause a bit of a problem in terms of being bitten. Um, so... By the general public having more information um, at their disposal, they'll be able to make better informed decisions that will not only be better for themselves, but will also help to keep the animals safe as well.
0: Now, you're going to be focusing on snakes endemic to the mid-south coast in Queensland, because that that is pretty much where you are.
4: That is correct, yes. Um, What we are going to be doing is it's going to be a a talk which is going to be focusing on snake identification um, as well as first aid, snake bite, treatment, um, the general things of what one needs to do um, if an incident of that nature had to take place. It is a a very, very um, important talk and, and in fact it is already fully put. Um, we're going to be having 116 people that have already booked for the talk, which is wow. a sellout talk, which is very, very good um, for us. Um, so it's really going to be something which I'm personally looking forward to. And hopefully, at the end of, of the talk on the day, we would have helped to change a lot of people's perceptions on snakes and hopefully make them understand them a little better. Because
0: normally, when you hear the word snake, everybody turns and runs in the other direction.
4: That is correct. Yes. <laughs> You're
0: going to try and educate us not to be quite that nervous about snakes.
4: Yeah, um, it's pretty simple. Snakes aren't going to try and harm or or hurt anybody for for, for no reason. Um, Snakes are only going to protect themselves when they feel threatened or cornered. Um, A lot of people generally find a snake, they either try and kill it or they try and pick the snake up. But I think other of those things, you actually placing yourself more at risk because most incidents will occur by either trying to catch it. Or Trying to kill it, people see something they think it's harmless, they pick it up, and it could be something which is a venomous snake and end up um, being bitten by it. So, a lot of the crucial points uh, we will be discussing, uh, you know, during the talk. But in essence, the best thing to do if one does encounter a snake is contact somebody whom you do know that is capable of removing snakes from your property or from your place of work or from a school. Or wherever you, you may happen to be, um, and rather let the people who are trained remove the problem animal for you, by doing so, you're going to be safe, as well as the snake will be safely released back into to, to its environment where it belongs.
0: Now, unfortunately, as you said, this particular talk is already fully booked for Saturday, but if people want yeah. to know about the ones coming up, I mean, obviously a range of different topics, would they just look at the Croc World website to find out what's coming up,
4: Martin? Um, yes. Um, to just to explain to all of the listeners, um, the program runs from February every year up until November. Um, nine talks was within that series, so to speak. Um, and the talks are obviously not all on snakes. Um, this will be one of the only ones on that topic for the year. Uh, because of this one's popularity, we may later on in the year decide to do another one. Basically, it will be ranging on all different topics, from gardening to indigenous plants. Um, to raptors. So there's a whole host of different sort of environmental or wildlife-orientated uh, talks which we will be doing. The one for March will be um, on the Crown Eagle Project, which is being run within the Great Cazen uh, region, um, and that talk will be presented also on the 14th of March, and that's by a gentleman called uh, Shane McPherson. So if anybody is interested or in the area that wants to, to come along to the talks, um, they're more than welcome to look us up on our, our website, where they could get hold of us that way, and that's www.crockwild.co.za. They can find us on our Facebook page at, as well, which is just Crockwild Conservation Centre. Or they could just contact us, um, and we'll be able to assist telephonically, and they can get hold of us on 39 976 1103
0: now I mentioned as I said that this talk on Saturday is fully booked but that doesn't mean to say people shouldn't be coming along to Crockwell because there's loads more to see there other than just the talk
4: yes for sure Um, Crockwell is basically what I would like to call it is a reptile bird park with a botanical feel Um, we have got four different species of crocodilian um, at the actual park itself We've got a whole host of different um, snake enclosures where the public are able to see most of the deadly dozen, which is a group of snakes which are known to have caused human fatalities, which include uh, very dangerous snakes such as your black mambas and green mambas and so on. And then we've got various bird aviaries with birds such as toko toucans. We've got fish eagles. And then we've got an amazing setting um, where you can see the ocean. Uh, At some points you could even see the breakers as well. And it's just a fantastic, beautiful scenic park where people can come along, look at the beautiful landscaped indigenous gardens, go to the restaurant for a light meal, for a cup of coffee. So it's really just a fantastic outing for a family on a weekend or on a day off. It's really worth visiting.
0: (laughs) You open Monday to Sunday? When are, when are your opening hours, Martin?
4: Um, from 8 until 4.30, and then in-season, obviously in the peak holidays, we open uh, from 8
0: until 5. So, gosh, there's lots of time for people to pop along and... Uh have yes. a look and see what's going on. Because yes. as you yes. said, there's loads to do. I mean, do you have things like school groups coming through there as well, or is it just really for families more than anything else? No,
4: no, no. We do have um, a large number of school tours that actually come through the park. Um, on a yearly basis, well, it could range anything from six to 7,000 school learners a year. We do a lot of initiatives, uh, conservation-orientated uh, education of, of the learners where we do programs Out of the park as well, we go to rural schools and going to community-related projects there. We also welcome tour groups. so if there's a group of people coming down uh, from karting or on a a sort of bus tour, we do have special rates for those people. So we really try to cater for a wide variety of, of, of public members that would like to come and visit our park.
0: And what are we looking for? Entrance charges, Martin?
4: Um, it is 60 rand for an adult um, from the first of April. The prices for the adults will be going up um, from 60 to 65, but children will remain the same at 40 rand. We also do have a pensioners' rate of 45 rand per person. Um, and obviously, if anyone would like to book a school tour, um, they're more than welcome just to get get hold of us or a normal tour group, and we'll be able to give them those those rates as well.
0: Um, It's a wonderful day out because, as you mentioned, you have the restaurants called Le Rendezvous and people can go and have a light lunch there. And and, uh, what sort of meals do you serve there?
4: Um, Well, it would be light lunches, it would be burgers, um, it would be sandwiches, uh, a whole wide variety ranging from ribs and so on. So it's really quite a a nice variety of meals which one could purchase there. And I think also it's important to to tell all the listeners that it really is value for money um, we also do quite a large amount of interaction with, with our public that come to the park um, during the week, except on Mondays out of season, we do a t- daily crocodile feeding um, at 11 o'clock and another one at 3, where we basically will do an educational talk on, on the now crocodile and we'll basically do a, a live feeding where we will basically feed out um, the food to, to the crocodiles, which the public can view. And then if you do come to to the park over a weekend, uh, we do a snake demonstration as well, which is all about creating awareness, um, do's and don'ts and so forth. And that takes place daily on a Saturday and Sunday at um, 11.30.
0: So it's a whole lot more than just coming and walking around by yourself. There's a lot of things and activities going on that are correct. being offered by the staff at at Crock World.
4: That is correct, yes, without a doubt. It really is something very special and also... Um Public has an opportunity to hold a, a little baby now a crocodile, which is something that not a lot of people have had the privilege of doing, so that's also an element where the public get to interact not only with the staff but but with some of the animals as well, which makes it very, very special.
0: Now, which in your view is more dangerous, are crocodiles here or the alligators in America? I, I, Why I'm asking is because when I was in America many, many years ago, I held a little baby alligator. They called it Elvis for some reason, and they had yeah. sort of tape around its mouth. So they said because there was this whole thing about if the mouth, that is how you can stop it from actually clamping down on you, is holding the top jaw open or something. I'm not quite sure, but they taped the mouth up and I was holding this baby, baby little alligator. Now, I just wondered which was more dangerous, the croc or the alligator?
4: Um, well, basically, there are different techniques which, which they would use to keep the mouth closed. Um, it would not necessarily be important to do so. Um, the staff are well-trained and, and know the correct ways in which to, to allow the public to hold those little ones. Um, but in, in essence, your now crocodile as adults, anyway, are a lot more aggressive mm-hmm. um, than your American alligators. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say the Nile the Croc is, is a, a species a lot more ferocious than um, your American alligator. It's
0: be qu- quite interesting if people come along and see the little baby ones, because they're actually quite cute when they're small.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, they are very, very cute, but also very, very instinctive. Mm-hmm. All of the behaviors which your large adult um, crocodiles would exhibit, the little ones do it too. So it's just fascinating that, that nature... Um from the time that the other hatch or, or are born. Um, have this sort of instinct in them which is, I, I, I'm always fascinated by that and it's fantastic to actually be able to see that. And
0: when does that happen, Martin? Do you see on the weekends? Or when when is the crocodiles that they can...
4: Um, that's daily. When, when daily. you come along to, to the crocodile meetings, um the staff do take out the little ones. There are contact times, basically, which will, which is announced um, every day, uh, where the public can go to, to the room where all of the little ones are kept and they will be able to have the contact with
0: Gosh, so there's an awful lot going on there. Just you know, you don't just have to go and walk around. There's lots of activities happening as well. And it's a pity that your talk on Saturday. Well, it's not a pity for you, but it's a pity for us that your talk is already full on Saturday. But uh, we need to keep an eye on the website and we can see what's coming up. And you said the next one's the 14th of March, and that was that's going great. to be on the Crown Eagle. The Crown Eagles, that's right. So yes. if anybody's listening yeah. and thinks, "Gosh, that's what I want to do," by all accounts, I suggest you go and book tomorrow because otherwise, you're not going to get a ticket. There seems you have limited numbers. I'm assuming, Martin.
4: Um yes, um for our conference facility where we do the talks from um we sort of have a limit of of hundred people
1: okay.
4: um, but obviously, what we will do is if any of the listeners are interested in coming to a talk on snake identification or on the first aid measures which we will be, be talking about more um, than welcome to send us um, an email and tell us your suggested topic that you'd like us to, to look at, and we'll try and stop that into into the series so. If there are people out there that would like to have a talk on the snake identification, as an example, um, in the series, again, just pop us a mail or if you have any other suggested topics that you would like us to, to, to talk about or to host, we're definitely looking for that and try to start it in some way.
0: Gosh, that sounds amazing. Martin, enjoy the talk on Saturday and thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening.
4: It's been only a pleasure, and I look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Thanks for your time. Good night to you. Only
4: a pleasure. Bye-bye. Yes,
0: bye. Martin Rodriguez is Croc World Conservation Centre Manager and herpetology expert, and he's doing his talk on Saturday, as he said, but unfortunately this time around it's already fully booked. But if you'd like to find out more about what's coming up, you can call them on 39 or take a look at the website. It's crocworld.co.za. And as Martin said, if there's any topic that you think you'd really like for him to organize for them to talk about at Crockworld, there They do all these talks. You can email them at crockworld at cbl.co.za.
1: Time to travel on SAFM.
0: Right, for all those listening out there who forgot, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's on Saturday, right? So tomorrow you've got two more days, okay, to go and get something really special. But in the meantime, if you're in Cape Town, how does a romantic sunset sightseeing trip around Cape Town sound? You can stop for sundowners and a picnic at Signal Hill. And this is what you can expect with City Sightseeing's unique night tour. It's the only one of its kind in South Africa and Trust me, from personal experience, an experience not to be missed. Well, to tell us more, I'm joined now by Mandy Jarman, and she's Marketing and Sales Manager for City Sightseeing Cape Town. Mandy, good evening. Welcome to the show. It's been a while.
3: Good evening, Karen. It has been a while. Thanks for having me back.
0: So this sounds like, if all those who either forgot or who are planning on this, (laughs) sounds like the perfect Valentine's evening
3: definitely. I always said we've got everything covered. If you've forgotten, we take care of it all for you.
0: <laughs> and No, but you see I booked this. You can always say no, but you see I booked this months ago. Months,
3: months ago. ago, you see. Basically, Karin, what we're doing is we're offering a Valentine's experience. Um, it's our, we, we run a regular night tour mm. from the waterfront up to Signal Hill in the evening and then back down through the city. And what we've done with the night tour for Valentine's is that we've included a picnic with that. So you would get two tickets to the night tour and and the tour basically leaves the waterfront and we take the trip along the Atlantic seaboard through Moorley Point, Sea Point, through Camps Bay, up the back of Camps Bay onto Signal Hill. We then park there for a while, watch the sun go down, where you will be treated to a fantastic picnic that we create in our offices in Long Street. We have a little deli down in our Long Street office at 81 Long and um that basically the, our guys will basically meet you at the top with your picnic you enjoy your picnic watching the sun go down jump back into the bus when we're all done and you head through the city um where you can actually take in the city lights, and then back into the waterfront and you should be back there by past nine about half past nine 10 o'clock
0: and the best part about all of this Mandy, is that it's a green event it's totally a green no carbon emissions all that sort of thing very very good
3: we are, we, do, we are having the green uh, Valentine's as opposed to the red as usual. Mm. And that's because all our fleet is, um, we are, we're a carbon neutral company, which means we, we do everything that we could possibly can to offset any emissions that we do have. We have quite a couple of things in place that, that um, reduce our emissions. And then with the emissions that we do have, we then offset by, um, by buying carbon credits. Which then and makes us carbon neutral. So you can definitely jump on board our bus and have no guilt about leaving your carbon footprint behind.
0: And this, as I mentioned, was the trip up Signal Hill. But you've got some other possible suggestions for Valentine's Day.
3: We have loads of places that you can visit. Um, As we've chatted about before, we have two routes, or we have a couple of routes actually that Mm. we do throughout the city. Our our red city tour route basically takes you into the city and includes what we call the yellow downtown. And that one will basically take you through the downtown of, of the city centre, past the castle, um, even past Old Charlie's Bakery. You can go and jump in there and go get some, some nice cupcakes for your Valentine. Um, and then we also have the blue route, which, um, sorry, we finished, and then the yellow, uh, the red one basically goes up the Table Mountain, over the neck into Camps Bay and along back to the waterfront. And the blue one offers you the trip out to Kirstenbosch. Um, we also have the stop off at the Constantia Wine Valley, where you go down in our wine bus down to Fred Constantia, Bo Constantia or Eagle's Nest, have some wine tasting, nice romantic time underneath the trees, and then head back up the hill um, into Heart Bay and then over to La Doudna, Camps Bay, and again along the Atlantic seaboard back to Cape Town, back to the waterfront.
0: You do that. It's the the Constantia one. I often see the bus up there. It's called the Purple Wine Tour of the Constantia <laughs> Valley. Yeah,
3: the Purple Winery. You've got to
0: love it. But there's some amazing – I don't know whether people really realise that we have our own winery route Bank Smack in the middle of sort of almost suburbia. Well, it is not almost. It is suburbia. Yeah,
3: pretty much. I mean, I don't think – I think – Cape Town must be one of, you know, we're one of the luckiest cities in the world. We have everything. We have a mountain right in smack bang in the middle, as you say. <laughs> you've got your winers, you've got your township. We can pretty much do everything in a day. If you, if you if you wanted to in this town. That's
0: what I always say, you know, when, when I talk about places, I, I, I often mention places like Simonstown, for example. And mm. when you mention it to a Capitonian, they sort of look at you and think, that, that's like a whole <laughs> weekend. You, you can't possibly go out there in a day. It's going to take me about 45 minutes to get there. Can't do that. When you speak to somebody from Gauteng, they'll look at you and say, oh, that, that's just a morning trip. Yeah,
3: you know, because they, the they're quite happy to
0: drive to all these places. Capitonians, and I'm a born and bred one, so I feel I can say it quite Quite comfortably, Mm -hmm. we're very lazy because everything is literally within fifteen minutes, half an hour from anywhere else.
3: So you don't really want to. I would say clever and spoiled. Oh, is that what it is? Spoiled because we are, we do live in the most beautiful town, and uh, I'd say lazy because (laughs) because we don't really have to do too much to get to the best in the world.
0: You also introduced quite recently your guided walking tours.
3: Yeah, we do those out of the city, out of that office that I mentioned Mm. in in Long Street. We do a morning walk of the city centre um, and then an afternoon walk of the Boer kop And both of those are done with with, um, with guides that are basically live and breathe the city. They'll take you through all the historical buildings, give you a little bit of their take on the city as well, a couple of recommendations along the way as well. And um, basically show you a city from a completely different angle. We like to do that at City Sighting. We show you from the top of a bus, which is a completely different angle of the city, especially going down Long Street. And uh, now the walking tour that gives you you know it gives you a more in depth in depth uh, tour of the actual city itself and it's it's really interesting to go and take spend the morning with our guides down
0: there. Now, going through the Boer Carp, I'm hoping, if I haven't done the Boer Carp walk yet, but I'm hoping that when you do go through there that you get to eat something because the food up there is just
3: amazing. <laughs> well, you, you certainly get the smells and the sights mm. and sounds, I tell you that much. It's beautiful up there.
0: Yeah, that, that is quite an experience for somebody coming to, on holiday to Cape Town. It's part the part of town, literally, again, right back smack in the middle of the city, but mm. it's, it's that part of Cape Town where all the houses are painted different, beautiful different colours, blues and greens and purples and yellows and all different colours. It's so vibrant. It's quite amazing, and you need to go and do that. If you do nothing else, go and take a tour through the Boer Carp. It's absolutely, absolutely well worth it. Now, you've also you've got special offers on for Valentine's Day. Something called this, you know, this um, what is it? The gold special edition ticket.
3: Yes, basically, what we've got is is the the the, the Valentine's ticket that I mentioned earlier. We are doing the night tour, or in two people on the night tour plus the picnic for three hundred and fifty rand. This is available only online through our website, which is at www.citysightseeing.co.za. We do have limited space available. We're doing the special on the 13th, the 14th, as well as the 15th. So we're doing it over the whole Valentine's weekend. So if you are keen and you have left it to the last minute, be quick, because there's not going to be a lot of spaces available.
0: And where would they just go to citysightseeing.co.za and they would be able to buy the tickets online from there?
3: Absolutely. On the front page, you'll see a selection of, of, uh, of tickets that are available. Just look for the green heart and that will be our Valentine's special. I
0: always, I always say that, you know, the bus is one place you can take the children, but I think maybe we'll just leave them behind just, just for this weekend. We can take them another <laughs> time. But you do do quite a lot for the children if it wasn't Valentine's Day weekend.
3: You know, what? I've had a couple of people already going, can I take the kids? And I'm like, you know what, absolutely. <laughs> They've got to be part of Valentine's as oh, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, we, we, we haven't catered for the kids in this particular special, but if you are taking up the kids, let us know and we can also organize, a, um, you know, we got a little snack pack or what have you, that can also be organised at, at, from our Long street office so we can get that sorted for you. But uh, as you mentioned, yes, we do do a lot for the kids. We, um, we, most of the stops that we, that we've incorporated in the, in the actual routes are very child friendly, especially the blue route, you've got your, your, your world of birds, your heart bay, um, and also on, on the buses, we try and look after the kids. As, um, we've mentioned in our past interviews that we do sixteen different channels as in the the commentary is in 16 different channels, 16 different languages, and one of those being a child-friendly version of the commentary. So as you're going through the city, it's talking to the kids at, at, at um, at their tone and in the way that they would understand and enjoy. So you find that they'll sit there and listen longer, and they're actually getting some information on the city they live in.
0: So it definitely is a family sort of outing on the bus.
3: Absolutely. And then don't, like, don't forget the, the, the canal boat as well. I was about right? to say, yes,
0: we not only just the bus.
3: Yeah. Mm. And, we've, we've got every, and every year we, we seem to slip another little thing in there, which is great. So you've got to keep watching to see what we do next. But basically what we do have for the, for the kids that they, they really do enjoy, it's, it's very, very safe. The kids are well looked after. They're on our, our canal boat, which leaves from the one and only. And it takes that canal all the way along the back of the waterfront into where the CTICC is. So you get, you get the view of the canals and a, a trip along the waterfront waterways that you wouldn't be able to see any other way other than from the water.
0: So what is on the cards coming up? You said every year there's something new. I'm hoping there's something else new.
3: Well, let's, let's wait for oh. we've, we've definitely got our special coming up for winter for the kids. So we'll, I'll give you a shout as soon as we're ready to launch that one.
0: That'll be great. But in the meantime, there is so much to choose from. I mean, gosh, there's the red bus, the blue bus, the yellow bus, the purple bus, the, the, the canal cruise, the, the walking bus, The
3: canal cruise, the side cars. Yes, we've got There's everything. You didn't
0: mention the side cars. Tell people about the side cars.
3: Side cars is one of the things that we do. It's um, uh, Basically, it's a chauffeur-driven sidecar adventure. So you've got one of these 1950s sidecars driven by a, a registered and, and qualified um, a driver who will take you either on a two-hour excursion. And what I normally suggest is to do a two-hour, you know, get, 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 head out to Bloberg, for instance, and get that view of Table Mountain. Head out to Camps Bay um, and, you know, do a cocktail on the beach and then head back to the waterfront on your two-hour excursion. Or we do the full day, which you can go out to Cape Point. And you take the, the the side. You basically sit in the sidecar. You can take a passenger on the back of the bike as well. And you, again, you get a completely different view of the city. Um, you you literally sit with your driver. You can stop off at any at at, at, this, at the points that you've sort of pre-discussed. Um, you get to see the penguins. You you literally go out and and enjoy a full day out to Cape Point and back
0: again. It is quite a different experience because I've done a sidecar trip. And you don't realize quite how low to the ground you are initially when you get in the sidecar. (laughs) And it is a completely different perspective on everything.
3: (laughs) When you start waving like the queen. (laughs) at all the parties that are looking at you Because they do. They do. They
0: all stand (laughs) and stare at you because it's a very unusual sight to see this little Bike with a sidecar because you don't see them really anymore. No,
3: not at all. And yeah. so, no,
0: you are quite the sort of almost on, on, on display when you're going along in your sidecar.
3: <laughs> so you've, got, you've got to have the royal way, but it's, <laughs> it's part of
0: the tour. <laughs> Gosh, well, you know, Mandy, I don't know what else you guys can come up with there because you've just about covered everything. <laughs>
3: As I said, watch this space. It's you'll, you'll amazing. <laughs> okay, and just remember,
0: for all of those who are wanting to do Valentine's Day, you're doing it over the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Are there still spaces available on all three days, Mandy? There
3: definitely are still spaces available, but they are selling up fast. So don't okay, us so today. you
0: need to get hold of them on citysightseeing.co.za You can buy your ticket you only buy them online. You can't buy them anywhere else. That's
3: correct. You buy okay. them
0: online. So don't pitch up at the office and expect to get a ticket because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You have to do it online. And uh, as I said, if you forgot that it was Valentine's Day on Saturday, now's your chance. You can go onto the website, go and book this trip, and you, I tell you, you'll be scoring brownie points for the rest of the year because it sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to be a fabulous, fabulous evening. And it's not as if it's late. I mean, what, it starts at 6 at your office? In, in Is it long?
3: We leave. We, leave. We, we advise people get to get to the waterfront at about half past 5. Um, we start loading up the the, the guests at half past five and we leave by six o'clock. So we're on our en route. And um, we, we try, obviously, to get to Signal Hill before the sun goes down because that's the whole that's point. That's the whole point, yes. Um, and for those that, you know, we, as I mentioned, this, this particular package at the 350 is for the two tickets plus the, the picnic. If that is sold out, however, you can always still just buy the night ticket, which is 100 rand per person. It's 90 rand online. Um, so if you if you miss the, the the whole Valentine's package, you still could buy the night tickets and just bring along your own as well.
0: And bring your own picnic. So, I mean, it's yeah. not as if you can't go. No,
3: and you, you're leaving,
0: no. you leave from the, outside the aquarium, is just that? Just outside the aquarium, yes, yeah. our stop number one. And then you get back at, what did you say, about half past nine or so?
3: so nine, between half past nine and ten um, do allow for a little bit of time getting off Signal Hill just because of the, the, you know, it would be a busy night and I would assume that there's a lot of cars up there. So just allow for some time to get off Signal Hill, and uh, yeah, plan plan a, a late night uh, night cap in the waterfront somewhere.
0: Oh, sounds magical. So hopefully we've actually saved some relationship here by, by recommending what to do on, on Valentine's <laughs> or Day. Or started some. Yeah, oh, there go you go. Away. Yes, well, that's, that's the other option. We've definitely done our, our sort of community service for the evening.
3: And, and it is actually the perfect first date because you could put the earphones in and listen to the commentary so you don't really have to have something to say <laughs> the whole time when you are travelling. <laughs> You've got it all planned, man. I
0: tell you, there's nothing that gets past you guys. It sounds like the perfect, as you said, first date. So anyone out there thinking of that, there you go. Right, Mandy, it sounds wonderful as usual. And uh, we look forward to whatever else is coming up. As I said, there's always something new coming up. So we'll wait to hear from you. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much, much for your so time. time. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Mandy. Good night uh, to you. Bye-bye. Good night. Right, Mandy Jarman is Marketing and Sales Manager for City Sightseeing Cape Town. For more information and find out what's on offer, you can call them on 021-511-600 511-600 on the Cape Town code 021 or take a look at the website citysightseeing.co.za and that's the only place you can buy your ticket and if you hadn't made plans for Valentine's Day, I would suggest you go there and book one of their special edition tickets for Valentine's Day. Well, that's it for Time today travel for this week i'm karen key thanks for joining me this evening and just a reminder: if you need any information about something you've heard this evening you can find it on Facebook, travel on safm or email me on travel at safm.co.za and don't forget there's also a list of different available documents you might like to have I'll be back with you next Monday evening with the Law Report and I'll be joined on Monday by attorney Marina Costas and she is an expert on sectional titles so join me for that. Well it's time now for some nighttime music with Stephen Kirker. Stephen I hope you've made plans for Valentine's Day.